from Jordy Ball. Ground ball back to Ball. That should do it. Throws to first. Ball game. Oklahoma is one win away from its third straight national championship. Victory! start today that's the best uh little clip that we throw into the um after a big win that's the best one yet i think keep that one handy better than jen schroeder i just don't think oklahoma's gonna hit 80 bajillion home runs yeah okay i like that one better bob has replaced it okay yeah. Short, sweet, and to the point. And, and we need that. You need to put that into a button because we need. We can play that all the time, constantly. Yeah, Pretty half, much after everything the, I say. I'm gonna say half the stuff you say. I'll be throwing that uh, sounder out there. I hey, I gotta tell you, you know, a lot of times we take for granted myself, the text line, the listeners everywhere, the fact that. We're on air three hours today with the host of the Diamond Envy podcast mm. and That's me. former high-level collegiate baseball player. You are essentially, mm. when it comes to this market, um, maybe any market, the best combined knowledge whenever it comes to Diamond Sports, which is, <laughs> I, I'm excited about that because Who paid I you? need to know why... Lonnie Alameda did not throw their ace pitcher, Sander Cock. I um, was as surprised as you are. I, I, the reasoning that, that I have is simply this. We don't feel confident ace against ace, especially Jordy Ball. So let's hope they pitch Nicole May in game two. We'll throw Sander Cock to maybe have a little bit of an edge, though statistically that may not be the case. Let's have the pitching edge in game two, and let's just get it to a game three and just see, see what, what happens. happens. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I mean, because she said last night that, oh, I had plans to bring her in if we got a lead. Yeah. Well, Lonnie, I love you, but that's not much of a plan to not throw your ace and to get a lead against OU with Jordy Ball in the circle, who hasn't given up a run the entire Women's College World Series. Like, she can say what she wants, and it's fine. I guess technically it worked out because Florida State didn't score a run last night. But my guess, and we actually brought this up a couple of days ago, is maybe they wait until game two because they think they'll have a pitching edge there. Just get it to game three, man, and just see what happens. Yeah. We'll see. You know, I, I, was, I was shocked. I guess I shouldn't say I was shocked. I wasn't necessarily shocked. I was, I was, I was surprised that they didn't go with their ace. But – you know, we've kind of seen that with teams. And it's almost like like um, it's almost as if teams are saying we're going to we're going to yield this game, not throw our ace to live and fight another day. Like what Tennessee did, right? Um, we're not going to beat their ace. Like we we can throw our best pitchers if we want to. But 
we're not going to beat Ball. Let's just – we'll hang on to it. We'll go and try and keep fighting. I, I mean, yeah. it's not – it's not your typical way of approaching things, but... I, I don't I mean, like it. I mean, it, it maybe it works out for them and they get to a game three. I, spoiler alert, I'll be picking OU to win the softball game tonight. Yeah. I, I, I don't like it because you can say what you want to the media and maybe fool the media and fool your fans, but I don't think that you can fool your players. And, yeah. you know, it, at least for me, you said high-level college baseball player. I think a lot of people that know me laughed about that because that ain't true. But at least when I played, like you knew who your ace was. You knew who gave you the best chance on the mound to win. And when you didn't have that particular player that, you know, maybe the confidence goes down a little bit. Maybe Florida State doesn't operate that way. But I'm going to guess that they're a softball team that probably has the most confidence when Katherine Sandercock is actually in the circle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you don't throw her game one in the championship series – Lonnie can say what she wants, but I just wonder if that team felt what the real strategy was, if they were disappointed by that, if they didn't have as much confidence as maybe they would have otherwise. I don't know, but I, I, don't, I, I don't love it. Not, not play, think, think about it this way, Teddy. Essentially, it's a three-game series, and you didn't play your best player last night. Yeah. O- on the surface, that didn't sound all that smart. Yeah. It's like um... – what they did was, because during the broadcast, I learned that they watched Gladiator the night before the game, uh, Florida State did, which is an awesome movie, and I think it works well. But I also think that's where Lonnie Alameda got the idea to not throw the ace, because you remember in like the very first fight scene in the arena whenever he's connected to that other guy yes yes and the guy soils himself (laughs) well they like and he kind of just like slings him into other people as a decoy out Uh, there that's what they did last night uh by not playing sandercock uh russell crowe was on the sideline and they they sent everyone else out there so it was they were watching Gladiator, and OU is probably watching 300. That just tells you the two different mentalities of the program. Actually, if you want to watch a movie before a big game or during a big season, you guys showed the blueprint in 2000. Just go watch uh, Remember the Titans at the old uh, Hollywood Theaters in Norman. Isn't that what you guys did? Mm, no. Yeah, I think you watched Remember the Titans that year. I don't think that's the right year. 2000? I'm pretty sure that it was. Really? Yeah, I, th- I think that that's how the story goes. Now, I know for a fact we watched the Patriot at the hotel before the very first game, before we played UTEP, Mel Gibson. Um, but I you think may it be was right. maybe before the, the useless information there, uh, regardless, whatever. Um, OU was, you know, they made two errors last night, but even with that, I, I felt they played a great game all the way around, man. You know, it was a little bit of a slow start offensively, but once once Kenzie Hansen got that RBI, it felt like the place turned into a zoo, and maybe that team was a little bit tight to start the game, and that was all out the window after that double. It was over from yeah. there. Yeah, it was. That was wild. That brought out the haters. Um, well, you know, it, it's just it's fascinating. The whole thing – 
is fascinating because, and this is regrettable, but we often see this take place uh, around some some championship events and not not usually like the Super Bowl or the College Football National Championship, but it feels like at least like if you're on social media, which maybe is the problem altogether and it's not an accurate representation of, of, of what where everyone's mind is truly at, but it feels like... It feels like Teddy just got kicked off right there. That's, that's what it feels like. But no, OU wins last night uh, over Florida State five to nothing. So so many things happened, even though it was a bit of a slow start, maybe offensively. Tra Jennings, like it, it's not the lead story today with this game. It's Jordy Ball being awesome. But Tra Jennings set the women's college World Series record for RBIs in, in OKC. Yeah, Jada Coleman had another unbelievable play. Um, the game ended up being so entertaining that the rain delays. I mean, you, you talk about it, but it's still a little bit of an afterthought. The, the main story from last night is Jordy Ball. She's got to be the MVP. I know Kenzie Hansen has had a great postseason, but Jordy with the complete game shutout, yeah. she has scored more runs herself than runs allowed in the circle in the Women's College World Series. She's pitched in every game, and she's pitched in 21 and two-thirds innings. And by the way, crazy. I would like to see Jordy uh, run a jet sweep on the football team next year after no uh, seeing her run bases last night. No kidding. Yeah. Um, she's incredible, and I think we'll see her in a closer role tonight if if it calls for it, if we got a lead or if it's tight. Um, or, or maybe Nicole or May just enough, goes seven like, innings, you know? I, I mean. Yeah, that's that's true, too. I, I, won't, I won't. That's uh, true, too. I won't throw that out of consideration, which, you know, speaking of coming in for relief, it's a hindsight, you know, call, I guess, but Florida State pulling Leonard when they did seemed like a very interesting decision. Yeah, she she had thrown a really nice game up to that point, right? Um, but, you know, I feel like, you know, they started rocking those, those next pitchers, but uh, and maybe they wouldn't have, have done the same thing with Leonard, but they were starting to catch up to her. It was, sure. what, their third time to see her, I think third or fourth maybe even, to see her, and they were starting to catch up with her a little bit. And you just had the feeling the floodgates are about to open, but the next two pitchers that they brought in just, you know, one it was, was – One was th- throwing about 35 miles per hour up there. That's 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 where it got to, which is insane. I, yeah, and I was I was wondering about that, like what – Clearly, they didn't have any problems, but that's like a massive change in velocity. Uh, I just wonder how that is to, to try and get your timing back, but they didn't have a problem with it. Uh, text line, by the way, they definitely watched Remember the Titans before the Natty because they talked about it during the game, and Denzel did the coin toss. Is that right? Uh, well, there's two people saying that you watched the movie. Me and the text line know more about the 2000 team than you do, and you were actually on the team. I don't know, man. I know, I know. I've seen. I know we watched the movie. I just don't think it was before the national championship oh, game. I honestly don't even <laughs> think it was that season. I feel like it was the next season, but yeah. Um, we did not go to a movie theater the night before the game. 
Yeah, I know. I, I don't. I think it was earlier in the. I think it was like before the Kansas game or something like that. Oh, game. okay, okay. Regardless, so you, whatever. Who yeah. cares? Did they watch? Remember the Titans? I think so. I, I guess we'll never actually know the truth unless it's in an old newspaper somewhere. But Lonnie Alameda yeah. in Florida State watched. Uh, what, what did they watch again? The Gladiator is what they watched. And, yes, uh, they they made Which, it hey, themselves. Speaking of that, do you think? Um, do you think Patty Gasso kissed the feet of the Bob Stoops statue or the Switzer statue and said, "Bring me fortune" before they uh, head up north to OKC? It's a great reference. I don't think Patty Gasso is kissing the feet of anybody, though. No, I, I think, don't think so. I think people kiss. Which her is another too. point I wanted to talk about. Um, All right, make it quick because we got Aaron Miller coming up next. Right. Which uh, that awesome, nice get by you. Yeah. Um, if I didn't know that that Patty Gasso was like the nicest, sweetest person, and like just having talked to her, interviewed her, watched her for so many years, I we know what we're looking at. If you don't know, I have a feeling that she looks intimidating as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like she's got a what looks like a vicious stare for pretty much the entire game. It's intimidating. If like it, it still is, even whenever you you know her well. But like if you didn't know how nice she was, she looks ruthless whenever she's standing yeah. there. In that, and then that there's a uh, lightning box. delay, and she's in there dancing with in the dugout with the rest of the team. So yep. it can it can change. Yeah, Aaron Miller. National champ, ESPN broadcaster, coming up next. All the answers that we're looking for, I bet she'll have them. Yep, awesome stuff. Okay, quick timeout. I'm hanging out here up at uh, Westwood, and I'm hanging out at the pool today. I'm actually in the grill because I'm too soft to sit outside in the elements, Jeez. but I'm watching the pool over there, and there's a ton of people out. Looks like a, a really good time. They got the slides. Everything is open. They're up and running. They got kids' areas. They got – uh, the old diving boards that everyone remembers here, but they've revamped this place. It's really, really cool. So come check them out here at Westwood. We'll be back. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. The new In Motion Clinic in Norman will work with each patient to take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Functional sports medicine physician Amanda Sadler. Still runs through my veins. Um, a lot of pride in wearing those rings. I don't bust them out often, but when I do, I let them have their moment. It was fun to get to, to sport those last night. It was a wild game. Uh, a lot of really good action, some top-level play uh, from both teams. Um, defensively, got to see some good offense. I, I guess as a, uh, as a novice when it comes to softball, I I'm I'm just curious, like, what you think about Lonnie Alameda's decision not to throw Kat Sandercock. Mm-hmm. This is about the fifth time I've answered this question. It's a hot topic yeah. and one that's up for the up for debate. I think that. So to give you some background, just my perspective on this and how I coach through being an OU alum, and every program approaches three-game series differently, right? There's no one way to win a championship. But in my experience, during my time at Oklahoma, we prioritized game one, guys. We were out Mm -hmm. for blood in game one. That was always our biggest priority is get the first W and stick it in your back pocket. 
get the momentum under your wings, and let's ride into game two. Now, we're talking about facing arguably the most historical team in college softball. So what you're witnessing is potentially head coaches having to take a different approach against a squad like this. I can see it on both sides. Coach Alameda and I have a, a very close relationship. She's actually an Oklahoma alumni herself, so a deep history. I've covered their program a lot, have a lot of respect for the Seminoles, and I know that that is a decision that was well thought out. We have no idea what was discussed behind closed doors, potentially how Kat Sandercock was feeling. And you know what? I was really impressed with Mac Leonard and how she looked through four innings. Yeah, yeah she for did sure. Keep, she, she kept that offense silent for a full four innings. And that, that I think we can't glaze over is that that kid's a stud. And they do have more arms and more depth than just Kat Sandercock. But to give you my perspective, I, I can only tell you how I was coached through my four years, and that's give me your best stuff in game one. we got to get game one as we move into the rest of the weekend. And we shall see what they throw in the circle today. I'd be shocked if it's not Sandercock here in game two. Well, sounds like a lot of people have been asking you that question. I'm sure they've asked you this one as well, Aaron. <laughs> Who does OU start in the circle tonight? Do they go Nicole May, back to Jordy Ball, Starocco? You got options. It's nice. You got lots of options. I don't know if there's a wrong answer. I, I don't believe we're going to see Ball start again. I actually had that question today earlier if I thought they would put Jordy back in the circle. That I don't think will happen. I believe it's going to be between May and Starocco. My gut, for some reason, and I can't really point to why, my gut is Nicole May, oddly enough. I think that because she has been in this situation with this team before, not that Starocco hasn't played on in big moments and performed under immense pressure and been successful, but think of the, the womanhood that Nicole May has stepped into at the Women's College World Series. I think of last year, how she really blossomed under this spotlight. I, I think maybe my gut is telling me that Coach Gasso will pay a little respect to that journey for her um, and just her unfolding here in the circle in a, in a Sooner uniform. That's what my gut's telling me. I could be wrong. Like I said, there's no wrong decision here. And at the end of the day, uh, PG knows best, and nobody's going to argue with that. So I will, I will cheer for whoever has the ball in their hands. Now, you referenced it a second ago. Um, with how great this team is and, and what we're witnessing here, uh, how do they stack up? You know, I, 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 I think maybe you could make a case that Oklahoma has had, or, or, or anyone really has maybe had a more dominant pitching. I mean, it's, it's not by much. I mean, Jordy Ball is incredible, but there's been some incredible individual pitchers out there. Um, and there's probably been better offenses. I, I, you, could, you could say Oklahoma's had probably a couple of different offenses that may have been a little bit better. But the way it has all come together on this team, the depth, the defense, the offense, it is, is this the best team ever? Man, you know what? I, I agree with you. I think in a vacuum, if you were to look at each, each kind of cylinder of a team, defense, offense, pitching, base running, I believe in a vacuum we've likely had teams that had more dominant areas in one or another, right? But what this team, I think, 
does differently is that the fact that each one of their cylinders is top tier and arguably holds some of the best statistics in the nation. Now, if you were to compare each one of those cylinders to past teams, there are probably some teams that, that come out on top in one category or another. But this team has all cylinders firing at one time. And I think about those games, right, like the, the Kinsey Hansen bottom of the seventh. The mm. fact that there's really no weakness on this team allows for those moments to always come up clutch. You know the offense is going to show up. You know the defense is going to show up. You know that the pitching is going to show up. So where where do you knock this team down? Where where do you actually kick them, right? Because they're strong in all areas. I look at past Oklahoma teams, and I felt like in some way, shape, or form, there was some level of weakness. There was somewhere where you could kind of pick us apart, not with this squad. They are solid in all cylinders, and I believe that's what makes them different than any team we've ever seen come through Oklahoma softball history. Aaron Miller is our guest, national champ, ESPN analyst. Uh, a, a way that you don't try and beat them is get runners on base, apparently. Um, Jordy mm-hmm. Ball has allowed 17 hits, a base on balls, and she's hit one batter in the WCWS. And in those specific innings, she has 15 strikeouts and zero earned runs after the runners reach base. And that's maybe what I've been so impressed uh, about Jordy with. Uh, Aaron is runners at second mm-hmm. and third last night. She's going to get a strikeout. Runner at second, they're, they're not going to third. Uh, I guess that leads into this question. It's a simple question, maybe a difficult answer. Is that the biggest reason why Jordy is who she is right now? Is it because she can mix pitches? She's a bulldog with runners in scoring position. Why is Jordy this level right now? Like, What's the big reason why we're seeing what we're seeing? I know Teddy's going to understand this when I say it, but she she has that stone-cold killer in her. Like, it's the stuff you can't coach. It's the stuff you can't breed. It's either in you, you've either got that dog in you, or you don't. Jordy Ball is the dog. I mean, that, like, she can't turn it off. When you see her prowl around the circle, she's got this kind of feline nature, the stare down. Like, she intimidates the hell out of me, and I'm not even playing anymore. That, that is who Jordy Ball is. Her defense plays well behind her. I believe that she manages the pace of the game really well. But she just has this it factor, guys. There's this essence about her, this undeniability about her when she steps in the circle that you can't teach. It's either woven into the fabric of who you are as an athlete or it's not. Um, I know Teddy's played with athletes like that. I think that he had that in him as well. And it's, it's like when you see it in a girl, when you see it in an athlete, it's undeniable. And she really puts it on display in a big way. And in a moment like this, man, you got to be thankful you've got an athlete that, that has that in them on a stage like this. And that's what makes her special. She is, uh, she's a once-in-a-generation type of kid. You know, it is interesting. It, it... Um, fast pitch softball, there's, there's like a, there's a style and each individual pitcher has, a, a, there's something unique about their wind up or their approach. Um, everyone's a little bit different, but there's, there's like this stylistic component to it, except for with Jordy. Like, and she does have her routine, but it's like a brute force, explosive, I mean, it's just different than really anyone else you see. 
I agree. Look at her, too, right? She's built like a brick house. Like, I just, you can tell she puts in the work in the weight room. Yeah. People get tired of hearing me say this, Aaron, but I I saw her before she ever played a game at OU, whenever she had just arrived in the summer to start yeah. school. I saw her power clean 220 pounds. Teddy was doing kettlebells <laughs> at the same time, by the way, Aaron. Oh, I was I was in the yoga not- class and happened to uh, see through the, the window her power clean. It was, it was incredible. Well, and you, you've got a great perspective because you see some of the great football players come through those weight rooms, and it, it's pretty refreshing when you see a young woman holding her own um, and lifting some heavy stuff. And she, again, I, there is something that lives within her that I just haven't seen in another athlete. And I have played a lot of softball, and I've now covered seven years worth of softball. I have shared a lot of different experiences with athletes throughout my career and I don't know there's just there's something about Jordy there's a swagger there's a level of responsibility and accountability that she holds for herself and she just if there is a variable that she can control that will help her her mission she's going to take control of it and she'll put destiny and fate into her own hands and yeah even down to the little things of fitness I mean she is built so airtight and so solid I, again, she scares me, and I don't even play anymore. That says a lot. Well, e- even at pitcher, you know, um, where, I don't know, maybe you could make the claim that there's some other more physically demanding positions, maybe not, I don't know. But even at pitcher, like no matter what sport you play, there's confidence that comes with knowing that you're the fastest and you're the strongest on the playing surface. Mm-hmm. And even at pitcher, I'm sure that she builds on that, like, I don't. Is it required to be able to power clean two hundred twenty pounds to pitch? <laughs> no, but I think that is part of her persona and builds into her confidence. A hundred percent. Well, Teddy, you know this too. When you know that your work has been battle tested, and you know without a shadow of a doubt that you are the last one in the weight room, the last one to leave the field, that is the stuff you lean on on this stage, right? We always fall or succumb to our level of training. But even more than that, I believe that level of work is what's breeded her mentality. The intangibles that you can't see physically, what's happening between her ears, that was built in the weight room. That was built in practice. That was her pitching in practice for an entire offseason to the best offense in the nation. Guys, think about that. She pitches to her own teammates and has all offseason long. Ain't no better practice than that, boys. Yeah. No better practice than that. Then she runs the bases for them after she gets there. I mean, there. my yeah. that, that, to me, like, she is airtight mentally. And to your point, Teddy, I think that she knows that no one has outworked her. And, man, what a, what a confident place to be. Uh, last question, Aaron. Now, we asked this to Bob Stoops yesterday. He got a little fired up. May or may not have dropped a BS on the air. Not saying that you should do that here, but uh, we referenced the everyone's got an issue with OU celebrating. I love that they didn't tone it down last night. It looked like the same OU that we've seen for several years now. What's, uh, what's your big opinion on apparently everyone outside the state having issue with how OU celebrates? Oh, man, boys. I don't know if you're ready for this. Um I have a big opinion on this, and I have tried my best to keep my tongue bit down for as long as possible, but I did listen to, to Stoops' interview, and I agree with him. Um, I, I know, and 
because I've lived it. I know the heart of this program. I know the heart of Patty Gasso. I know the heart of how she leads this group, these, these young women. And I can tell you right now, everything you are witnessing on the field, the celebrations, the passion, the bat plans, the let's goes, all of that has nothing to do with flaunting or being arrogant. That what you are witnessing are young women celebrating and living in the moment that they have worked their asses off for. They, and I, I tweeted this earlier today, the dream is free. That doesn't cost you a thing, but the grind, that is sold separately. And OU softball has paid their piper all season long. They deserve to spend that currency of energy any way they please. And I don't believe they've done anything that has been disrespectful. Nothing has been targeted. What they've done is celebrate the work and the body of work that they have put together all season long. And I'm going to be real frank with you guys. If we were watching men doing this on a field, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Women have worked way too hard to get this level of eyeballs and um, the, the fans, the stadium, the TV deals, the appreciation that these young women deserve needs to be respected. And I believe that the way that they have been celebrating this moment is completely, it's completely safe in my book. And in fact, I hope they continue to, to raise hat, wreak havoc and, and continue to celebrate the moments because they've earned them and they deserve this stage. So I'm all about it. I, I wish I didn't see this narrative on social. It's a little disappointing um, because these young women have earned every bit of this celebration. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Let me let me just offer this. I believe that uh, maybe it can be taken as a compliment. The bigger the mm-hmm. stage, the more 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 you know rats are going to come out of the hole, right? They're going to start yeah. uh, taking little nips of you. That's what happens whenever you. Find yourself on a big stage. And softball has become a massive stage. And the fact that people Mm -hmm. are talking about it, and even if it's a negative, I think it drives the conversation forward. And not that I think it's a good thing that people are, uh, you know, trying to to pull this team down or or tear them apart. But I think, like, Mm -hmm. overall – it's it's something that you can kind of look at and smile knowing that Mm -hmm. this thing's growing big. I 100% agree with you, Teddy. I think that more than anything, and I'm going to always choose to to find that silver lining, is people are talking. And that's better than no one saying a word. That means people are watching. That means people are tuning in. They're a fan of our sport, whether they like what they're witnessing or not. You got to hear Coach Gasso say that herself. This is how we play the game, and that's what people like. Or they don't. We can't control that. But what we do love is the fact that people are watching softball. I actually saw a quote yesterday on Twitter. Um, Chuck Rahill, who actually played football at Oklahoma, said a quote, and he said, listen, when you get to the top of the mountain, typically all you can catch is lightning. And I believe that's where Oklahoma is right now. They have, mm. they have held that crown at the top of the mountain, and right now all they're getting is hit with lightning strikes. And 
you just got to let it electrify you, right? Let it excite you and enjoy the moment regardless. And I think this team has done a good job yeah. of that. And former players uh, in the face of the camera showing multiple rings. Yeah, that's, that's pretty <laughs> awesome, too, along the way. Aaron, great stuff. Really appreciate your time. That was awesome. Absolutely. Fantastic. Appreciate you guys. All right. Um, we'll see her again tonight on television, I'm so. sure of it. hope so. Front and center with, uh, with a lot of hardware. It's going uh, to be pretty cool. Um, just she needs to be careful though, Tyler, with the storms rolling through, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. The got a lot delayed. of metal on. All right, <laughs> yeah. quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Westwood Pool today. We'll be back. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Get to, you know what I mean? I get, I get this fires everyone up. I love it. It's great. No doubt. Yeah, and there's a wide. A uh, wide array of opinions on the matter, and the great thing is none of them matter. Uh, whether you hate it, whether you don't care, whether you love it, none of it really matters. They're going to keep doing what they do and doing what's got them to where they are right now. So it's what they did last um, night, man. It's what they, what did, they last did last night. night. Um. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing that I thought was funny. They were interviewing uh, Coach Gasso during one of the delays. And they asked her kind of what they're going to do and, and how do they handle that. And she said, we're used to it. You know, we're we're from Oklahoma, so we're we're used to this. I thought, oh my gosh, that's going to bring out the haters, right? They're, oh, I, well, know, I, I did see that last night. Somebody from Tallahassee makes no sense to me why we'd hold this event with the state with the worst weather in the country, worst weather yeah, in right. the country. Florida is like the number one place in the world for um, cloud to ground lightning strikes. So I don't want to hear anything from anyone in Florida. Yeah. My reception at my wedding got moved inside because of, uh, storms in Florida. So right. yeah, I've, uh, I lived that one Dude, again. Like there were so many great things that happened last night. And honestly, as great as I thought this play was, it wasn't even the, the best defensive play of the evening that went to Kaylee Mudge, but someone needs to include that play from Jada Coleman last night in a softball instructional video. Because did that not – I don't know if you, like, watched it in – not slow motion, but watched it on replay. It's mm-hmm. like she knows the ball is going to hit off the wall, okay? So she positions herself perfectly. Ball hits off the wall. She catches it on a perfect one hop. She's already, like, she's already ready to throw, and it just throws a strike to the second base so much that the hitter goes from, ooh, I got two, I got an extra base hit, to – I'm not even going to attempt to slide because I'm out by, like, three feet on this play. That play by Jada Coleman last night, and I was so impressed with it, man, because first at-bat of the game, she hits it hard, but it's an out. Second at-bat of the game, I think she has a runner in scoring position, and she pops out to the catcher. It was not a great at-bat by her. She goes down in the tunnel. You can tell that she's frustrated. So she's not having her night offensively but she makes a great defensive play like that to gun somebody at second base. It kind of feels like this is, what, this is what this team's all about. Maybe it's not your night at the plate, but you can always help out somewhere. And that play by Jada was just, I don't know, it was just so Jada, man. I mean, what, what a play. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy because as great as their defense is, you don't get a whole lot of opportunities. You know? I, there's a lot of strikeouts, a lot of, lot of easy grounders and stuff like that. Like, 
sometimes you may only have one opportunity with a, a ball put in play in your direction and to make that type of a play, dude, that was a cannon. The ball oh was going downhill from her uh, from her hand when she released it to second base. Like, it was a straight laser beam. No arc on it at all. Yeah. There, I mean, it was a frustrating night for Florida State for many reasons. But I don't know if there was a single moment more frustrating than thinking that you've got a hit, thinking you've got an extra base hit, and she literally just pulled up and didn't even slide and just gave up. It was – I, as happy as I was in that moment, if you're like a neutral observer, you had to feel a little bit sad for Florida State at that point saying, oh, man, like if this game wasn't already over, like there, there's the fork right there. You know, it's a weird thing because like, okay, as a hitter, you stroke it to to center field. I guess was that one a little bit to left it center? It was left center, yeah. Yeah, so you stroke it to left center. Like, Head down, you take a couple of hard steps, then you find the ball just kind of naturally, right? You see it's over her head. You go to the first base coach. First base coach is sending you, and you're down. You're you're finding first base. You know it's past the center fielder. You're around second, and, like, there's a split second that has occurred, and the second or the shortstop or second baseman is standing there with the, the ball, like, what? How is that even possible? Because that's not the first time that she's hit the ball in the gap like that, you know? Yeah. And 99 times out of 100, it is a double. And it may be even a yeah. stand-up double. But you're right, Jada just played it perfectly. I don't know if anyone in college softball has an arm in center field like her. It took the perfect play. Well, you hit it to the perfect player. And she, and, and she, she gunned out the runner. It was... Again, it wasn't it wasn't a play that in two five years time that we'll talk about from last night's game, but it was still an incredibly impressive play, man. She's um, she's awesome. Jada Coleman is something else, that's for sure. Uh, all right, I, I know we haven't done the best job of getting to your text on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line thus far. We will do a better job as the show rolls on. But we're talking a whole lot of OU softball today as OU can clinch. A three-peat tonight as OU in Florida State, 6.30 on ESPN. Keep the text coming. More softball right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on The Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fans. You're simply the best. Exciting things are happening at Riverwind. Our newly remodeled gaming floor has nearly 3,000 of your favorite games. And two table game pits and three high stakes areas. Don't miss the celebration with our new beginnings and winnings giveaway. Play with your wild card all month for a chance to win your share of $80,000. It's time to come see an all new Riverwind. You're simply the best. GMC continues its commitment to professional grade engineering in the GMC truck series like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. 
This is Mark Van Hoos, owner of Van Hoos Fence. Van Hoos Fence has years of experience and proven superior performance, kind of like a certain head ball coach. We know Van Hoos Fence offers the best value and service for your residential, commercial, or sports fencing needs. Whether it's a new install or repair work, let Mark and his team at Van Hoos Fence be your trusted resource. Call us today at 405-735-1167. Save yourself from Googling it up. Go to vhfence.com. They will work with you in a great way. Life is yours to spend. Spend it expanding your balance. Spend it expanding your mind. Spend it wondering what comes next. Spend it trusting that God has a plan. Spend it taking small steps in your own life. Spend it making a big impact on someone else's. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. Whether you live in or visit Norman, the Norman Economic Development Coalition wants you to think local. Eat, shop, stay, and play in Norman this summer. Looking for some place to eat and watch the game? Bad Daddy's Burger Bar is the place for chef-inspired burgers, giant chop salads, and famous margaritas. Shop at Cayman's on Main Street. One-stop shopping for men's and women's clothing and accessories, designer jewelry, cosmetics, and home decor. Featuring Peter Millar, Johnny O, Rag and Bone, John Hardy, and much more at Cayman's. Looking for fun for the entire family? Westwood Tennis, Golf, and Water Park is the place to be. So soak up the sun at Westwood this summer. When you shop local, you are supporting businesses that donate more to charities than non-local owners. Shop local to build relationships, receive better customer experience, and get personal service. Eat, shop, play, and stay in Norman this summer. As we wonder why our kids are struggling, someone is getting bullied. As we discuss how to improve their mental health, someone is being harassed on social media. As we wonder why they're skipping school, someone is crying themselves to sleep. Knowing the signs is the best way to prevent bullying. Please just leave me alone. Learn the signs at sandyhookpromise.org. If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba, please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. The Mont invites you to come by and enjoy our high-quality food and drinks in our historic atmosphere. The Mont has won numerous awards, including Best Restaurant in Norman, Best Appetizer for our Great Queso, Best Exotic Drink for the Original Swirl, the Best Patio Dining for our beautifully landscaped patio. Come see the Town Tavern, OU football scoreboards dating back to 1947. We'll see you at the Mont on the corner of Boyd and Classen, or call us at 329-3330.
Hi, I'm Tim Lasher from my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity system comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Sadie Lehman, Cavens Group bringing you this hour of the Rush. CavensGroup.com, emergency repair, storm damage, CavensGroup.com. They are uh, five tool players over there at Cavens Group, just like T.R.A. Jennings, Jada Coleman, and probably a couple of other players on the roster that I'm not immediately thinking of that are five-star players as well. Maybe Riley Boone is to this point. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Let's get to the text line real quick. 405, I love the way our team played last night. And Jada's throw was unbelievable. But I got to tell you, the Florida State outfielder who robbed us of a home run made one of the best catches I've ever seen in football. It looks like a play Jada Coleman would make. That that was... Number one on SportsCenter, by the way. Yeah, that was incredible. She got air and like almost kind of double clutched in the air for a second and paused at, at the at the peak of her jump and made the catch almost like at the very tip of her glove, held on to it as you kind of fold over the wall a little bit. That was incredible. Felt that was like, awesome. Felt like Major League Two um, because you, yeah, you know that's you, right. You know it's a home if it's a home run, it's a run rule. Willie Mays Hayes steps up after, uh, you know, vowing to hit more home runs in the offseason. Gets up there first. He hammers it. Yeah, baby! The, the music starts. You think it's out. And it's just caught at the warning track. Oh, let mm. down. Too bad. Yeah, that was, that was incredible. Which, you know, <laughs> I, I couldn't stop laughing during the, uh, the broadcast whenever the, the play-by-play said, she got mudged. <laughs> I'm just There's thinking, a lot like, you can do. There's a lot of last names from Florida State that you can uh, do creative things with. You know? Yeah, it was like all I could think of is it's like getting Munsoned. Uh, you know, you got <laughs> mudged. It's pretty funny. Uh, Ohio Center, Jada did make a play like that last year, didn't she? Yeah, against Texas in the championship series. The uh, game they won it, she robbed a home run in center field when OU was down like 2 nothing. Yeah. But, yeah, that was – that was a heck of a play, for sure. Haley Lee is due, says Brian in Tulsa. Yeah, she got hit by a pitch yeah. last night, but, yeah, I, sure, yeah. I wouldn't shock me if she has a big moment tonight. Well, uh, they lit it up there late. What was it, the fifth, fourth or fifth inning whenever they made the change? I think it was fifth, wasn't it? Fifth inning when they got all the runs in? Um, OU, I think, led 2 nothing after the fourth, maybe. But yeah, fifth okay, yeah, really yeah. Some damage. It, it's going to be it's going to be more difficult because <laughs> we know who's going to be on the mound tonight for uh, Florida State. Lonnie so Alameda, we'll yeah, she's pitching tonight. You're right. <laughs> Quick timeout. We'll be back. Hour number two is next. Fourteen hundred a.m.